Chapter Four of the Pussycat Princess by Edward Anthony. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen in Bellevue, Washington. A pussy on a fence at night howls. A man who thinks it isn't right scowls. The pussy is destroying his sleep, which makes him this no fable is weep for he is resting from his hard labor while she meows this noisy yard neighbor get off that fence he's shouting to her she says the same i will not do sir comes flying through the air a great boot see pussy but alas too late scoot how glad I was to have my father's consent. Continued the princess. It was the happiest moment of my life. Didn't you have to have your mother's consent too? Violet asked. My mother was away at the time. She was off on a royal visit to Kitonia, one of the provinces of Tabbyland. Oh, I see, said Violet. I at once made preparations to leave the palace, the princess went on. I summoned my governess, Doggy Dorothy, and told her of my plan. How happy I shall be, your majesty, to help you carry out your plan, exclaimed Doggy Dorothy. I will help you pick out a nice comfortable fence with no barbed wire on it, and you shall howl to your heart's content. You will stand nearby and see that no harm comes to me, I said. Indeed I will, your majesty, replied Doggy Dorothy. Then I ordered the royal motor couch to be at the door in a few moments. Well, before I knew it, Doggy Dorothy and I were riding out of Tabbyland. When it became known that the Princess Pauline was passing in the royal motor, thousands of pussycats gathered at the roadside to cheer me it brought tears to my eyes to see my father's subjects wave the tabbyland national flag a milk-white affair with mouse-colored stripes whenever we passed they cheered until their throats were hoarse i acknowledged each cheer with a bow they thought this was good of me see how cheerfully she bows I heard one old cat remark i remember princesses that would not bow if you cheered until you burst your lungs there was the princess felina for instance daughter of percy the ninth who ruled back in the eighties she wouldn't look at us plain cats much less bow to us no wonder nobody mourned when she choked to death on a fish head back in eighty four may pauline the great-hearted have a kinder fate three more cheers for the princess pauline and the mob let loose a cheer that shook the top off a nearby mountain and sent it crashing into the sea after riding steadily for two hours we reached the royal airship grounds there we boarded the thomas the sixth my father's private balloon and waited a few minutes while the royal windjammer a stout old cat with powerful lungs blew it 
full of air after this was done the pilot got aboard and in less than an hour we had traveled ten thousand miles and were out of tabbyland and in this part of the world i dismissed the airship pilot and told him to call for me the following morning today in other words i told him he would find me on the most comfortable back fence in the land very well your majesty he said and departed doggy dorothy and i then began our search for the most comfortable back fence after searching for three hours we discovered your yard and were delighted to find your fence was just the kind i wanted smooth boards with not a single splinter in them no barbed wire and a roomy perch oh this is wonderful i cried joyfully clapping my paws what a splendid time i shall have on this fence without a second's delay i scrambled up and perching myself on one of the most comfortable boards let loose a trial meow not a very loud one just loud enough to see how it felt oh it was wonderful i don't know how to describe it violet so you will understand i was about to meow again when i was interrupted by doggy dorothy who cried in a horrified tone it is too early princess cats do not howl on back fences in broad daylight it is not being done this year oh how can i wait until evening comes i cried i simply can bear any more delay my soul is crying out for a chance to howl itself hoarse whoever heard of a cat howling with her soul your majesty said dorothy who was becoming crankier every minute your language is frightful to-day a sign that you are excited come with me for a stroll in the evening when you are calm we shall return and you shall howl to your lungs content i consented although i must confess that i was not altogether pleased with dorothy in the first place she should not have corrected my language it is not proper for a governess to correct a member of the royal family once i heard my noble father say so to dorothy when she was silly enough to object to his use of ain't in a speech that he delivered from the palace balcony the king of course knew that ain't is wrong he simply used it as any sensible king would to make his subjects feel at home the cat that ruled before my father was disliked because his grammar was perfect and no one could understand him the people thought that a cat that used such fine language must be stuck up and i don't blame them but i am rambling what did i say last oh yes doggy dorothy and i went for a stroll we had three hours to spend before it would be dark enough for me to howl on that delightful back fence of yours violet we went to a restaurant where i had some catsup and dorothy some dog biscuit and then we visited a motion picture theatre there i was thrilled beyond measure to find that among the news pictures was a scene from tabbyland it read 
king of cats inspecting free milk station in tabbyland thomas the sixth wins place in hearts of pussies by helping poor milk of feline kindness flows and many cats are happy how proud i was of my father and how glad to know that the world was aware of his many virtues when the motion picture was over it was dark outside and i was happy for the moment was near at hand when at last i should have my chance to scramble up a fence and howl for a whole wonderful night in no time doggy dorothy and i returned to your back yard five or six shabby-looking stray cats were already there a few of them were beginning to tune up i was glad of their company it is best to sing in chorus until one's nervousness wears off the cats gave me a royal reception even though they did not know that i was a princess they were dirty but kind one of them alas looked as though she had not bathed for months but she had so gentle a look that i did not mind another dear me had forty-one fleas on one ear alone but she was so courteous in her crude way that i paid no attention to this failing look at the new arrival fellers exclaimed a dumpy gray pussy in a noisy but kindly way let's make her feel at home welcome to our kitty cried another with a laugh others took up the cry and i was happy i am delighted to be with you kind friends i replied cataboy cried a jolly little cinnamon-colored tabby this made all the other pussies chuckle and i was puzzled i had never heard the expression before could they be making fun of me don't let anything worry you old girl cried a frowsy gray cat noticing my worried look your speech puzzles me i replied i am a pussy not a girl and i am not old but i do not mind these mistakes you are all very good and that is all that matters when does the howling begin as soon as belinda rufus and jenny arrive replied the jolly cinnamon tabby that had greeted me before they are late to-night belinda works at miss coogan's on pell street there are many mice there and she may be working overtime but i do not understand why jeanie and rufus are late jeanie has an easy position with mrs simpson all she does is play with the children for a few hours a day i wonder where rufus can be he is not working and should have been here long ago it would never do to start without rufus he is the only pussycat in the neighborhood with a bass voice and our choir is not complete without him very well then i replied let us wait it is the wisest thing to do observed a quiet little black cat with large green eyes the other night an angry lady in the next yard in leaning out of her window to scold us for meowing accidentally pushed a whole roast chicken off the ledge it provided a most excellent feast this would never have happened if not for rufus 
his deep bass voice was in excellent trim and he made as much noise as all the sopranos put together by all means let us wait until rufus comes here he comes now cried another cat clapping her paws belinda and jenny are coming too hooray sure enough three cats were approaching rufus proved to be a large chocolate-colored fellow with purplish eyes bushy eyebrows and one of the loveliest mustaches i have ever seen he looked almost as handsome as my father the king belinda was a fat gray cat that waddled like a duck she looked as though she had made a practice of eating too many mice jenny was a skinny little thing whose ribs stuck out like hoops on a barrel in a second rufus jenny and belinda were perched on the fence with the other cats let's go shouted rufus and in a twinkling we were all howling away when the first number was over a most surprising thing happened every cat on the fence came over to pat me on the back and shake my paw nobly done cried one what a wonderful pair of lungs exclaimed another you have out howled us all even rufus shouted a third adding as she turned to the other cats let's give three meows for our new friend and they did i joined them forgetting that it is not customary to cheer for oneself the result was perhaps the loudest meowing ever done by pussy cats in the history of the race what a stir it caused i don't know how you ever slept through it violet every window in the neighborhood went up with a bang a thousand heads peered out into the darkness there was a buzz of excited voices everyone seemed to be saying do you ever hear anything like it how proud i was of myself for i was largely responsible for the racket to think that my little lungs had caused all that stir i swelled up with pride this was my undoing and let it be a lesson to all who hear my story if my success had not gone to my head and i had not swelled to thrice my normal size the shoe that was flung at me for this is what happened might not have hit me in my swollen state i was an excellent target and was struck a severe blow that sent me flying off the fence all the cats ran off in terror instead of coming to my rescue doggy dorothy proved a coward and fled with them there i lay on the cold ground unable to move the blow had stunned me after i had lain there all a tremble for about ten minutes my terror was increased by the appearance of a man in pajamas who proved to be mr grumble ah there you are my pretty one he snarled as he roughly picked me up and carried me into the house i'll teach you to keep me awake all night mr grumble has told you the rest violet End of chapter 4 Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen in Bellevue, Washington